advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Loses meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. We're just slowly slipping into madness, you know, mm-hmm. the fucking question box. Oh, oh, somebody needs to send us a fucking slide whistle. A fuck, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just some other fucking random I've shit. I've wanted a slide yeah. whistle for a long time. Yeah. That's how you get into fucking yeah. morning DJ mode is with yeah. the slide whistle. That's remember, I mean, it's fucking just, yeah. Remember the candy one? Bicycle horn. Yeah, the candy yeah. slide whistle. You remember that? Oh, uh, vaguely. Yeah. yeah. Was that a candy cane? Retro vaguely. Uh, it wasn't candy cane. I, don't I think know. it was a slide whistle. It was great. just a whistle. Yeah, I don't think you can move it. I don't know. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah I'm not that old. I'll look it up. Dave's yeah, too old. It, it Dave's old too old, thing. and I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the Goldilocks of, slide, of candy slide whistles. Yeah. Oh, you know Brim and Tassel Man? You know, he's the Goldilocks of candy slide, slide whistles. whistles. Yeah. And cock slide whistles, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Candy. You could slide, slide whistle, whistle anybody's cock. While he's looking that up, let's talk about this whiskey. So we have. It was that important to me. I had to look it up. Yeah. Fuck yeah, a, you don't remember that? Look at that. I haven't recognized the package. Yeah, I don't remember it sliding. I just remember it being yeah, a stick. recognize the package? I recognize. It's just a stick. I don't think it slid. Nah, it says uh, <laughs> Chupa Chups Strawberry. Chupa that's Chups, that's, that's the new one. The right. Talking that's the Whistle Pops. If it's some fucking yeah. Chupa Chups, that's that a Mexican-ass yeah, candy. Slide Whistle I mean. Candy. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, it exists, but that's not the one you remember. <laughs> so, Heaven's it's Door. It's the one Brit remembers. Bourbon Whiskey. Yeah. Um, it is... Uh, 90 proof. It was sent to us by Zeke Smith. Very cool bottle. Mm -hmm. And we're drinking it in very strange alien cups. uh, Sith cups. They are alien cups. Um, sent to us by Rob. Yeah. I feel like a bad guy would drink out of this for sure. Yeah, for sure. This is like the evil. It's re- it's a really awesome cup. They're made for Zorg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think but the, 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 the problem, is going to be bad, I think. The problem you, that we've discovered is that... You can't see how you much you pour. Tell, yeah. And and oh, every bottle is different. Bad. The cheers is okay. Yeah. Every bottle is different. Mm. That was a much larger drink than I thought it was. Yeah, I didn't take all mine. That's really good, though. I saw Dave throw it all the way back, so I went for it. I I we had way more than Dave. Yeah. You can't, you almost Man. can't, like, it's hard to, like, just throw mm. back. That, that whiskey's really good. It gave me the shivers. That whiskey's great. It's really good. This is, Man. by the way, this is Zoe Duffy's son. Yeah. Um, our well, 70-year-old <laughs> fan. Brad made a funny joke. <laughs> well, he, he brought, the, brought the bottle in. He said, Zoe Duffy, how old is she? She's in her 70s. I don't yeah, know. And, and, the, and it's called Heaven's Door. I said, how ironic. You know? <laughs> so. She looks like 27, though. You wouldn't yeah. know it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from the waist down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 
Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. throw, throw back. All cats are grinning. Episode dark, whatever yeah. that was. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was uh, episode. You were, no, he was right. <laughs> yeah. Episode whatever that was. Exactly. That's, that's exactly yeah. which episode. That's what yeah. I put on the cover art. Yeah. 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 Episode whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might as well. I'm going to start doing uh, that so I can't mess the number just up. Just fucking. I don't give a shit. The only, only people that care are the ones that message you. It doesn't bother me any. Um, there was um, one that was wrong and I was like, I don't give a fuck. I didn't even message him or nothing. I know somebody fucking. I change it on the website all the time. Yeah. It's constantly wrong yeah. on our fucking website. I just, I, I just match up the art to fucking whatever yeah, yeah, it yeah. is and fucking yeah. go for it. I'm gonna warn you boys right now. I'm, I gotta slow the fuck down. Yeah, yeah. That was I a heavy. Bon- that was a heavy bonus episode. It's because we usually do the bonus last. No, we don't. We well, always we, do. We, it. Well, lately, then if I if we're doing the, remote, we do it last because that way, if we have any issues, I shift the gears. Are we always? I'm saying I'm, I'm a little tired. I'm a little keto. But you also had. But you also had a pre clink. We did. And a post clink. Brad did too. I'm but you had a post clink during but the I bonus ate episode. Too. I ate before we recorded. Then you had the so that that was your fifth. Mm. Like wow. that was a legit pour, and yeah. it was your fifth that was whiskey. way too much. I'm yeah. scared of, of it coming on because yeah. I drank that and I was like, oh fuck, that was like a mouthful. You don't have to come on your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys watch it wrestling? Yeah, <laughs> I've fun. seen that before. <laughs> All yeah. of them they're all gay. Yeah. They're all like gay innuendos. <laughs> you come in my face, I'll bite you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to jerk a knot in your ass. <laughs> yeah. I'll twist. I'm going to twist, there's, there's twist the one, your knob off. There's yeah. the one that, like, that the knob girl's talking so about and mean Gene can't even if I can keep a straight yeah. face. Nobody's going to lie girl. on top of me. Yeah. <laughs> the girl. The chick, yeah. Yeah. Mean Gene cracks up because the girl says it. something about I'm, I'm not going to let somebody splat over my back and run down or something. No, she said she said I'm not going to let anybody lie on top of me like that or something No, it was about coming on her face. No, was that was Hulk Hogan. Just I just, I just did to too. It. You're drunk. No, go home. <laughs> no. So our um, hot live, sack every week here. brought to you by El Yucateco Hot Sauce. We provide a hot sack or a hot box based upon <laughs> social media. How did it get you? Based upon it. social media interaction. Um, and this week there was an amazing sandwich post uh, representing. Uh, uh, El Yucateco Chipotle flavored hot sauce, and it goes to Diana Anzarina. So, thank you for the post. Um, thank you for being a good fan and listener. Thank you for the gingerbread chicken coop that you sent to Brent. It was smashed. Yeah, um, she was smashed. smashed. And I'm keto, she you smashed bastard. Yeah, but thank you, thank you for it. He thank you for the her post. Bastard. Um, but uh, Frankie Pigeons uh, should be contacting you if we don't already have you in the system. And we'll be uh, uh, making sure you get your hot sack. It was, um, I had to fight inch, inch for inch to get this. And I'm not going to lay down on my back and let someone cover me. Yeah, that was <laughs> it. Yeah. That's what I said. And then yeah. he starts cracking up and super young Vince starts cracking yeah. up. Yeah. I didn't recognize him. I was like, oh shit, that's Vince. He's young. Yeah, I watched that one before. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Shit, it's funny as fuck. And then we always had yeah, the like, Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. Uh-huh. Fucking, he's Looks down like he's there, fucking giving him blowjobs, hair just shaking around. Yeah. What were they thinking? Looks like, like a palm tree in Florida. Yeah. It's just a bad angle. Like it's a bad right. camera angle. Like right. Until they saw it, they didn't know what happened. Well, it's like we talked yeah. about on the Hulk Hogan episode. It's like if you just turn the fucking volume off and watch it, it's oh, like it's over that. the fucking top. It's that. Dude, it's just yeah. Gonzo. Yeah. Yeah. So also yeah. at the top of every episode, we like to thank our patrons. Um, you guys and gals are amazing. You help uh, keep the boat floating. Um, you help keep the guitar strung and tuned. Strumming. 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 That was better. Verb. Yeah. Strung is a verb, I guess. It's, that's yeah, what you're going like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like past tense. Yeah. It wasn't very action. Strumming is now. I don't care about action. Mm. Apparently. Yeah. 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 
You help keep the chair comfortable. Hmm. These chairs. Well, it doesn't have to be an action. I don't know why you think it has to be an action. These chairs are a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. They were good, they were good for Dave. <laughs> the reviews were good for big guys. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, thank you. Uh, it means a lot to us, and it helps us out financially. If you want to support the show, uh, the easiest way is to become a patron. Just go to patreon.com uh, slash podcast. For as little as a dollar, you get our bonus episodes every week. There's over 100 of them now, so there's plenty of content there. If you've already listened to the whole catalog and you love it and you want more in your ear holes, then the Patreon route is a good route. But there's also early episodes on the live stream and dope t-shirts and fucking... There's a bunch uh, of Patreon skits in there. All kinds of deep, stuff. Yeah. So a lot of stuff on Patreon um, aside from the appreciation. But if you also love the show and you want to support it, uh, just subscribe, give a review on iTunes, uh, share our posts, mm-hmm. um, like, love, do all the social medium yeah. stuff, um, and it all makes a difference. But we want to thank some of our patrons. And the first is... Spelled with a Z at the end. Mr. Harves. No, Mr. Harves. Is a legal name? With a Z Mr. at the Harves? end? Harves. Mm. Nah, that has to be like, they did it that way. I th- it sounds like a some sort of a snack snack food brand. Yeah, Mr. Harves. Like Salty Mr. Nuts? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mr. That's Harves, perfect. Salty, salty Nuts. nuts. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> he wears khakis and glasses, but mm. molests children. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do see the subway guy on the package. Yeah. I saw Jared right away. Oh, did you? Okay. That is what he's saying. Ryan Heeren. Yeah, he ain't hearing shit. What you been hearing, Ryan? You know, the ironic thing, he's deaf. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really listen. No, he doesn't listen at all. That's Heeren. He he turns the speaker on high and just puts his crotch up against it. Yeah, so he can feel it. That's our our Mm -hmm. our vocals here. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps getting getting caught, like, leaning against the washing machine. Loves. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, laundry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's more like, laundry. (laughs) (laughs) And he likes Dave's voice and Tyrone the best. Yeah. Deeper. He does. Jiggles the bits. Yeah. Then we have. Mellow. Mellow. I like that. I like mellow yellow. You drink mellow yellow, Dave? Uh like if I'm desperate. What? Yeah. No. I'm about to yeah, show you really? guys. I'm about to show you guys mellow because like I'm mellow, mellow as yellow? fuck right now. It's I like Mountain good. Dew way yeah. better than Mellow Yellow. It's different. It's not yeah, it the same. Different. It's not the same. It's not the same. Because Mountain Dew's like got that crispness to yeah. it and Mellow yeah. Yellow doesn't. Yeah. What about Squirt? No. No, I squirt's hate squirt. pretty. I hate you squirt. like squirt? Really? Yeah. Christmas. I, I don't, I don't, I don't squirt. hate squirt. That's for sure. No, I don't like squirt. I don't really hate any soda. I, don't like I generally don't, I don't like grape soda. I don't, I don't like, grape like grape some soda. strawberry soda would be fucking gross, but that'd be some off brand mm-hmm. weirdness. Not red pop. There's well, no there's no flavor, major major flavor. brand that went yeah, fucking right. like Ford with like strawberry. There's yeah. orange like Crush. Crush. Well, Crush has strawberry. Strawberry. Yeah, but it's like not. That's not their popular shit. I bet they don't sell it. Fanta has strawberry. Fanta. Yeah. There's there's full on some European shit. No. No, nah, they don't no. buy it here. Fanta's German. No, no, not European. European, European. You are. You're gonna pee I on my you. face. Mellow's a pee. <laughs> you just say I'm gonna pee on your face. You're gonna pee on my I face. Like that, yeah. <laughs> you volunteered for that. God, I'm fucking wrecked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'll be okay. I'm He's so stop. wrecked. He didn't go to Talladega. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Okay. I'm not even trying to play Can't around. Can't even do it. Then we have Alex Blackwell. Yeah. Well, usually you get your family name from like. You know things you did, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and he was a male prostitute. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, so, the whole Blackwell. village knew he yeah. had a black well. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, it's been fucked so many times. Right, it's just it was like numb. a black well. Yeah, it's numb and black. Yeah, yeah it's just open, gaping. And by the whole know? village, I mean New York City. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Casey, Casey Jones. That's what I saw. Hockey sticks. 
You saw hockey sticks? Yeah, I saw hockey, hockey sticks when I heard that name. Why is that? I'm programmed by the Ninja, the ninja Turtles, so I can't talk. I'm, I'm going to quit talking. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now you got to keep real. talking. We haven't even no. started yeah. a regular episode. I know. Brent's already fucking yeah. Dude, that bonus episode fucked me up. I, I don't know how. I don't know what happened. I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> you had three drinks in the bonus episode. Three drink, the pre, pre three drink. drink. Diet, yeah. dude. I, I'm not. I don't well, know. Yeah, if you haven't me. eaten anything. I haven't and you're eaten. Drinking, I'm super You had five shots of whiskey. fuck right now for three days. You've had five shots of whiskey in an hour so yeah, yeah you're gonna well when you say it like that <laughs> you're, you're, you're not you haven't eaten and you've had five shots of whiskey in an hour i'm not allowed yes. to have anything until we taste the next whiskey for sure don't yeah. let me pour anything i'm not gonna I'm, i know better i'm not gonna do it yeah. have you tried that oban <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not encouraging this i'm 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 aware enough to make decisions right now and, yeah and that decision is to not drink more okay yeah i'm good so our topic today um the suggestion was actually the the death of Jam Master J, but I thought it was kind of pointless to do the death of Jam Master J without, don't know without knowing from. Run DMC. Yeah. And Most of our done, fans aren't rap. You know, we could, I, I watched you know. the Netflix documentary, and I think that we could probably focus in on that and do it as an episode, though. I think that like covering Run, Run DMC right now... And that might not be a it. bad idea, because I, I only got... like At the end of my research, I, was, I finally sort of unleashed a trove of the death of, there's, of it's very biggie tupac like there's yeah. like there's lots of like so why don't we just it? why don't we somewhat quash that on this episode yeah. and then we'll save it for another episode because there's yeah. a lot to it there's that whole well, netflix there's, documentary there's anytime there's there's some sort of famous person who gets killed and they don't know who did it right there's always a especially because it's rap it's well, biggie tupac well there's a rap song shit, you know? like if you want to get away if you want to get away with murder kill a rapper right you know what i mean yeah yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. So and this does and it does get crazy. Like even the little bit that I touched on it, I was like, "Oh fuck, I didn't know it gets all crazy yeah, like right. that." So, so yeah, Some we'll we'll turnies. we'll touch on it a little bit, but it's a uh, yeah, we we'll, could save we'll, it. Yeah. We'll focus mostly on on Run DMC. So, just if you if you don't know now, you know, mm -hmm. um, the because Run DMC is pretty fucking old school as far as rap goes. Yeah, they're there's, terrible. I mean, there's older school, old school, but they're yeah. they're pretty old school rap. There, there's some of the. I mean, they they are. A they are some of the pioneers of today's sure. hip hop. You know I mean, it is, it's funny yeah, to listen to old rap like that because you it's hard to not be a little judgmental. Sure. Because when you hear oh, it, it's yeah. like it's terrible. It, it it's sounds so like, rudimentary. Well, it, like it's, my name is Brent. I'm here to say I love rhyming in a major way. Yeah, right. Shit. Right. Yeah, We're yeah. like, wow. That was when you I mean, see like country yeah. shit, like you're <laughs> like, well, that's just old country. And it seems like it's just old country, you know, or old classic rock. But when you hear old rap, it feels very like in its infancy it's terrible. Yeah. and you can see it yeah. because it, it, it adapted and, I think, and it, I think it's harder for me to see it because I grew up listening to it mm -hmm. and yeah, you, it was you hear all, the music in a it different was way. all cutting yeah. edge. Yeah. You hear like, the music. I remember in a when way. it was yeah. cutting. It's edge, like when I listen you know? to uh Cypress Hill black Sunday album or house of pain, you know what I mean? Like th those, those albums that right. came out in the early nineties, right. mid nineties, right. those albums are still, um, I mean, rudimentary for rap music, right. but they were cutting edge at the time. They created for and sure. paved the way, uh, doggy style. You know what I mean? Yep. Like those albums yep. are are 
uh, cutting edge. I got to say, though, I mean, all things considered, Doggy Style wasn't that much later than Run DMC and still holds up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, but without yeah. without DMC doing what they did. Same thing with the Chronic, the original. We wouldn't yeah. have stepped into an era of rap music that still holds yeah. up. Like they bridged the gap. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, to, and to what, what Run DMC did and what a lot of people don't realize is that they they brung um marketing to Fuck, rap yeah. music in ways I mean, the I, adidas shell toes i gotta the adidas, tell you man, the jumpsuits the fucking chains, i was like i was i'm such a mark for run dmc and i have been since i was a kid yeah that i was oblivious to that yeah. only in researching today was like oh fuck this was marketing like these guys That's, like and i don't know yeah. if it was these guys or if it was russell simmons who was behind but there them, were yeah. very intentional <laughs> decisions made that go all the like ian will get there but even the even the talk about the fact how some of their rhymes were weak that wasn't an accident. No. Like even that was part of the marketing in yeah. this really bizarre. I feel more like they were just being real and doing way. what they liked because I watched but a bunch of documentaries, a bunch no, of interviews. Russell and Simmons is Russell Simmens because it's Russell yeah. Simmons. Like he made I watched the thing with him things. though, and he was like, We just went and found what the newest shit was. And then his decision to wear Adidas and to wear that stuff was it was unrealistic. Prior to that, people were in like fucking feathered pimp right. costumes and right. shit yeah, and yeah, yeah. jackets. And that yeah. wasn't real. That wasn't you. Like it would be a stretch. If you showed yeah. up to school wearing that. A pimp fucking jacket with feathers that you'd be laughed out of school, but yeah. you could wear some fucking. But that was Adidas marketing. Yeah, that was a very important they, yeah. marketing decision. Yeah, that, I could see where makes, it was a blend, but it was also what what they. I mean, they chose it when making they saw that. Homie yeah, it. making that decision though is doing it for marketing purposes. Same and, reason we would do anything. But for after the show, that, I think know? they just kind of wore what they wanted to wear. Well, keep in mind though, like now, it. if I look at any other group that came after, I mean, obviously NWA, you know. Uh, the way they dress and it's from the street, et cetera. If I look at how public enemy dressed, if I look at all these different groups, you know, even the, like the early beastie boys, it's like, yeah, they all dress from the street. They dress like they would have dressed normally. They dress right. like until, they, they dress like their listeners are going to pick up and go and buy their shit for and sure, dress like that. For sure. Um, and realistically, they dress like you think they dress. Yeah. 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 You, they were dressing. If you were to picture them. They were dressing like you think yeah. someone who was hip hop, from Hollis Queens would dress. That was what you thought they dressed like. And that was what they dressed yeah. like. And they just they wore were, a certain brand. It was like, they were more, yeah. they were more them than them. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? And I, and it wasn't an yeah. accident because, because even jam master Jay, when he started, he was more like grandmaster flash. He was like flashy DJ, like getting yeah. a 10. And they were like, no dude, you gotta, you gotta throw on an Adidas tracksuit. And the thing is though, it still holds up. Like I was, I was just going to say that if dude, someone walked in right now, you wouldn't question it. It no. doesn't look gimmicky. Like, if a rapper, if, if a rapper walked out in the Emmys wearing roughly what they like, wearing their black leather jacket and an yeah. Adidas track suit and some nice shoes I mean, and a fucking Kango and a chain right now, and, and who you just described work. is LL Cool J. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that was <laughs> yeah. the the style. Like yeah. that's. I mean, they yeah. they blew it up. You know, like. It, and I will uh, also say because well, they, they, they discovered him. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm sure they influenced yeah. him. I don't think any of their chains were fake. No, God probably not. Damn. Yeah. Those braided I, it's ones. Mr. Those T. Thick braided gold Fucking ones. Mr. T, you know. Jesus Christ. Those <laughs> chains. But um, but anyway, Shit so they were up. the they were the first uh rap group to be on the cover of Rolling Stone, the first rap group to go gold, the first to go platinum, the first to go multi-platinum, the first to ever appear on MTV, and the first to have a major endorsement deal with Adidas. 
which yeah. wasn't, I don't believe, intentional. They just all wore Adidas with no laces. Well, Adidas And then saw eventually as, Adidas was yeah. like, oh, hey, yo. these guys are getting big. Let's <laughs> yeah. endorse them. Let's give them more shit. Right. Like, give right. them the shit. And they yeah. didn't, and they'll, they'll they didn't originally dress that way. They had like fucking plaid jackets no, yeah. on and shit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. some goofy stuff. And yeah. they saw, I think they saw the fucking uh, DJ wearing that shit. It was who, who, who they yeah, saw. They saw yeah, they saw a DJ. Yeah. And he was dressing like that. And they're like, fucking, we got to dress That's like that. That's our style. And they went with it. Which I didn't know. And they even said that. And again, it's like you just think, oh, Adidas with no shoelaces in it. But at the time, most of the prisons had contracts with Adidas and none of the prisoners could wear shoelaces you could because you could hang someone, someone with yeah. it. So wearing laceless Adidas was like a street thug yeah. thing, you know, and you yeah. don't think about they it. They knew. Yeah. They knew what yeah. was up. Yeah. I had, and I, I tried to explain this to somebody a long time ago. I was, uh, I would suck. your shoes would be fucking falling off constantly. You have yeah, fucking no, flat tires. Really. Strap them in. Uh-huh. Like, really. There's ways, but I've, I've, um, I've worn my share of I, laceless Adidas. Back uh, when I was kind of big into, you know, doing hip hop and stuff, like I was producing, uh, and I worked with a lot of different groups and and people from all over the place and mm-hmm. and uh, I had a buddy who who was really good. He was a Mexican dude and um and him and and then he got with this other dude and they were like doing stuff together. And I kept telling him, <clears throat> I was like, you know, everybody has a gimmick. I know everybody say no, you know, real right. shit, no gimmick. You know, but you have a fucking gimmick. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. your fucking that's gimmick. Your gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so you know. Um, everybody has it. And I, and I kept trying to explain it to them and, and they're like, no, we're real hard from the street. So and I'm like, that's a fucking gimmick. Like I was like, right. and I argued with them about it. And pretty soon I just told them fuck off, you know, like you don't get it, you know? Um, and, and, and this is the, I mean, this is the beginning of that shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This is the beginning of having a look, having a style, having, you know, something that relates to the people who are listening to you. Right. And, and, and a punk rock had it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Punk rock had it, you know, like do something your parents fucking hate, you know, rebel, right. you know, right. the jean jackets, the, the fucking patches, the, right. you know what I mean? The black hair, the piercings, mm-hmm. like they had that shit. Uh, and this is hip hop, hip, 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 this is hip hop's version of that. Sure. Uh, as it started coming down, uh, when it got to the street level where, like you said, people could actually wear, uh, what they were wearing, right. You know, and, and mimic that. And the next rappers who came out started doing that mm-hmm. and then when gangster rap formed white t-shirts fucking creased pants yep. you know what i mean and yep. chucks like that shirt, yeah when maybe, you know yeah yeah and and yeah the dicky yeah and and those were all things that were from the street yep. and and it was passed down from run dmc how would have that have looked what would snoop dogg be wearing you know what I mean? Like right. fucking what? what he'd look like he'd have looked like someone from fucking Funkadelic or Parliament. Yeah, especially Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his ass would yeah. have been yeah. he would look fuck. like fucking George Clinton. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking six foot fuck six yeah, George dude. Clinton. Yeah, you know. And that's I mean because that was sort of where rap had evolved from, and that's what I mean. Yeah. Grandmaster Flash. You they don't realize crazy. It. Yeah. You know. I mean, Curtis Blow was the first one to really, but he didn't dress from the street. He just dressed yeah. in normal clothes. Yeah. You know, he didn't. He wasn't trying to be all street, even though he was like more popular than Run DMC. I think it's huge though to have an attainable like relatability thing with with the person that you're like that's your idol oh yeah i mean when you're looking at me like fuck i can buy those fucking adidas like 80 bucks i just go get them i can dye my hair i have the same shoes yeah i mean like that's that's he's doing that i can do that you know you're you're almost you're almost playing the game of like you are them you know what i mean like that's the you know insane clown posse was the same way with painting your faces Mm -hmm. and being you know uh that shit's smart and it's fucking marketing. You know right. what I mean? From the very beginning, yeah. how retarded, however retarded you think they are, they're retarded all the way to the fucking bank. And it might not even be. And again, like reading, I have no idea, but reading through this research, I felt like 
these marketing decisions weren't the decisions of Run, DMC, or Jam Master no. J. They were the decisions of Russell Simmons. Yes. Like he was the one. He you he know, made it cohesive. He yep. knew what he was doing. And and, it, and it's it all right. an experiment, even if it right. it, it just worked out. Yep. It was one of those things that yes. just worked out. Yes. This is what we're gonna do. Yeah. And he he intentionally did it. Not knowing the outcome, right? But the outcome. How became, could you have known that no, outcome? You wouldn't know. No. But it, it's what it's what anybody does mm -hmm. in marketing or anything like that. You have to test the waters, right? And when that doesn't work, look at eight hundred five beer. These they're fucking Firestone Walker. They've been around for fucking ever, and that nobody bought them until they changed it to eight hundred five and right. changed their whole brand. And now it's one of the most popular yeah. brands in the fucking nation. Yeah. You know, like it, it's, you know, Paps Blue Ribbon. They got changed so their marketing popular, shit. they were too popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah so yeah, trendy. Yeah. They become untrendy. And that's all a marketing thing. Right. And it's intentional. And they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know that it's going to get so trendy. But the thing that, is, though, it's never, they, it. they will always have won because once you get branded, you're branded. Yeah. Like someone, even though they're a beer snob and they do whatever, they're still picking up PBR twice a month. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's still so, going to be their go-to when they leave Rite Aid, you yeah. know? That's but, the genius of marketing though. Yeah, like that's is. the, I mean, the internet does it, you know, they test, they test, they yep. test, they test. And pretty soon they have this fucking perfect model. The household of, name. Uh, yeah. yeah. They have this perfect model of fucking what works yep. and then everybody's doing yeah. it. Yeah. And that's exactly where Run DMC came in. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and I remember I saw him and I, I looked it up and my, my memory, apparently my memory is faulty, but I went to at Cobo hall in Detroit, uh, October of 1984. I went and saw the fresh fest, yeah. which was, um, Curtis blow run DMC, Houdini fat boys, mm, LL damn. cool J nucleus. And it also had, um, uh, Turbo and Ozone, the breakdancers. But in my mind, the Beastie Boys were there. Didn't happen, though? Didn't happen. Hmm. And I don't even think they were out yet in 84. <laughs> at least not in, a, at least ever, not in a hip-hop. Did you ever see the Beastie I've Boys? I've seen the Beastie Boys uh, twice, that's, that's and happened. I saw them in Detroit. So I think I'm just yeah, conflating. Yeah, you Bernstein Bears yourself. I Bernstein Bears yeah. myself. But, it was, but I saw the Beastie Boys when they were way more popular. Like, I remember seeing them when like nobody really knew who they were. When I saw them, it was them and Fishbone, and it was like it was after fucking Fight for Your Right to Party. They were yeah, huge. kind of. Uh, 1986 was their their uh, first album release. So that's what I'm thinking because I remember. I yeah. I think I went and saw Def Jam '86, which was also in Detroit, and that was Fuck, Run DMC, dude. Beastie Boys, LL Cool J, and Houdini. Fuck, and I think I'm merging those two events as one Probably. event. Probably, yeah. But if you like old school hip hop. Like that was, that's it. Mm. Like I saw them. That's, that's it. <laughs> like I'm very, yeah, that's, I'm that's very fucking happy amazing. about you know I mean? those yeah, two there, There's like, yeah, like, I mean, just Beastie Boys or anybody like that, you know, like to be able to see them in concert. It's yeah. the same thing I was talking about in the bonus episode. You know, I don't want to spoil anything, but like I wouldn't pay money to go see Tony Bennett, but it's really cool to, to have seen or, him. or even Paul McCartney. Yeah. It's really cool to have sat there and watched him. You know what I mean? You're right. fucking a hundred yards away or 50 right. yards away or whatever you are. And, uh, you know, it's not something that I would have paid for, but it's not something I'll give back either. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. really a cool thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so the other thing before we get into their, their history and so forth, like one thing that I, cause I was listening to a lot of run DMC while I was doing the research and one of the articles that I read, um, and it'll probably come up somewhere in the notes. They talked about the fact that run DMC was, they weren't 
even for the people who are out at the time, they weren't the most sophisticated rappers. They were, they were laying down really basic raps, even by the standards of the day. But they said that there was something about the production and the simplicity of just using an 808 yeah. and the fact Which that they're still used to this. Yeah, day. yeah. But they're, they're, the simplicity of their rhymes with the simplicity of the music merged with like rock and roll riffs that no one was doing made them super accessible to everyone, not just like rap, like and rap listeners. So that's, that's what I was going to go at is that, you know, they did, uh, you know, walk this way mm-hmm. with Aerosmith, um, height of their popularity, height of their popularity. But the, the biggest thing is worst is that, of their raps, worst of their raps. <laughs> um, the biggest thing is though, is that it, it, it made it, like you said, accessible to white people. Yes. And that, is also part of the marketing. You know I, what I mean? I like watched a documentary having, and they were talking about how yeah. important and pivotal that was when they linked up with Aerosmith because yeah. people didn't give them a chance, but when they heard it together, yeah. you know what I mean? And from a commercial part, you, know, you said it's the worst rap, but from a commercial look. Well, white people like terrible rap music. Right. Like they don't understand right. rap music. And so like, like my wife, it's she likes like rap though, rock to merge stuff. Those together. Yeah. Right. Like my wife like likes so, rap rock stuff. And I'm like, kid rock. Right. oh my God, it's, this is fucking terrible. Right, right. It makes me angry, you know what I mean, to listen to it. But I understand why. You know what I mean? It right. links their music, well, you know, the music they like with some hip hop stuff and it, they like that too. Right. You know what I mean? So right. it just becomes this accessible thing for them. But here was and, the thing that I discovered though in re-listening to a lot of Run DMC over the last couple of days. If you listen to their earliest stuff like like the song Sucker MCs, yeah. Their rhymes are far more complex yeah. than they are once they become popular. They dumb down. Yeah. And when they they spike in popularity and then are getting less popularity, and then they do like the song Runs House that I listened to, yeah. their rhymes were way more fucking complex again. So it was like you could see from day one, they had more skills than they ever represent. They dumbed down in the middle while their popularity spiked. And then when their popularity was waning, their raps got way more sophisticated. And at first I was like, oh, they must have just gotten better. But then when I listened to Sucker they MCs, I was like, to, no, that's just went, as good as they were. Just, yeah. So I was like, well, and again, back, I yeah. think that was Russell Simmons. And I think that was the, I'm drawing a uh, Rubens. Stutter. Uh, the producer sandwich i think rick he rubin. was rick rick rubin yeah. yeah he was probably there too saying yeah. no you gotta fucking dumb it down man that's yeah. too and then too and then yeah because you're picking up you're picking up all these people that can't follow along right it's the same thing like like gangster rap music gangster rap music got popular obviously with gangsters because mm-hmm. they're talking about shit the gangsters do mm-hmm. uh people from the hood understand things that are they're talking about right white people in suburbia all it does is make them feel hard Right. You know, it makes them feel right. cool. Right. They don't understand. Well, you have to, I grew up. Yeah, yeah I grew yeah. up in the hood. I understand the shit they're talking about. You know what I mean? I, I know uh, some of the things that went on. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, you have to appeal to the audience. Like, you yeah, know, you could have a sure. fucking French chef and he can make amazing, crazy fucking fantastic. Nobody wants fucking that shit, things, though. But people want a cheeseburger. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So you got to right. chill the fuck out. It's like the it's, mass, <laughs> the mass of the crowd wants the cheeseburger. It's like when you're looking at recipes online, you're trying to look up something. You're like, I don't want these fucking gourmet. Yeah. Like, yeah, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, I don't want fucking sprouts <laughs> and shit on every recipe. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me like what the mac and cheese, the fucking hamburgers. Right. Like, where's the shit at? I like, want like five ingredients. 
recipients. On the internet, there's no normal recipes. <laughs> no. Everybody's trying to be a fucking five star chef and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I shouldn't have brought up food. I'm so fucking no. Right <laughs> <laughs> that's your own fault. You did it. I know. Uh, no, but I, I I agree, and that and that's that goes back to dumbing things down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're taking it and they're they're making it accessible for everybody. Which, like I said, this was the beginning, the height of right. of this marketing trend um, that we've now seen throughout music right. you know the the rest of the history of music you know right. and, that's, final that's just, and that's also got to be a weird decision as a rapper because your your goal is to get out there and outshine every other rapper yeah but to be like no that's not your fucking goal your goal is to simmer the fuck down is what your goal is. Yeah. exactly and yeah. then the other thing that i've always thought was interesting with run dmc and a lot of the articles hit on it as well is that no one else had done this and it was a long time before anyone else did this afterwards like they i mean they call themselves the kings of rock and it's because on every single album they had several tracks that had hard rock in them mm-hmm. which was not done and i yeah. mean like right like if you listen to rockbox which was like their first one to do that at the time in like the early, the early 1980s the rock in rockbox was as hard as rock got yeah you know what I mean? And that was what they were putting on a loop instead of James Brown or Funkadelic or fucking whatever. Yeah. And that even speaks to them doing Aerosmith. Like it could have been Funkadelic. It could have been, you know, all sorts of people, but they teamed up with Aerosmith yeah. because they did rock. They did it with, uh, I mean, even King of Rock, you know, you know, one of their biggest songs, like it's a rock driven thing. I think and really the, no one else did it until Public Enemy. Public yeah. Enemy had some hard rock in there, but it's just no one touched it. You That's know the I genius mean? of bridging the gap between what they wanted to do for the style that they could do mm-hmm. but to the audience it needed to be for yeah. right um and, and so I, I implementing think, rock, yeah. rock into that well and i think too, like, like I, I mentioned cypress hill and you know what i mean house of pain and all this stuff like they as music went into the 90s um not necessarily the guitars got taken over but the bass riffs mm. from rock like that's where that's where the gap was bridged oh, i could see that was that yeah. they you know <clears throat> dj mugs with cypress hill had made more rock style bass riffs and then they were still it was still a hip-hop song and it was still really good but they had that catchy bass riff mm-hmm. that you don't even realize when you're listening to rock that you hear right you know bass what I mean? Is, bass is a very weird thing. It's super important and it's there, but like, even as a guitar player and like being in bands and shit, I have trouble hearing what the bass line is or should yeah, be. Right. Um, right. And like, and hearing it, I just don't always fucking hear it. Yeah. Um, but it does, when it's gone, you absolutely fucking yeah. know you're like, yeah. Oh, and then when it comes back, you're like, okay, now I fucking see what was happening. Yeah. yeah and it's more something you can feel mm, than right. hear. And, and so like that, that was carried over. And I, I don't know if it was, like I said, I don't know if it was an intentional or if that was just the nature of what was, you know, the progress that was happening. Sure. sure. But it, as I look, you know, just thinking back, listening to songs, listening to, you know, the because, ba- and, and I think we've talked about this in, in past episodes, but like I hear, I don't hear music like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I hear music in layers. It's like an onion. And I can peel off the the hi hat and the snare, right? And I can peel off the kick drum, and I can peel off the bass line, and I can peel off the DJ if there's one, or there, you know, some weird right. guitar effect. Right. And I can so I hear everything in layers. Um, so I definitely hear music different than everybody else. Um, well, not everybody else, but I mean, but a lot of people, most me for sure. Yeah, yeah every, everybody's different in how they hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because when you when you produce music, when you make music, whether you're doing, you know, you're in a band or you're making something on a computer, um, 
you're layering everything. Right. You know what I mean? You're layering vocals. I feel vocals. that way about a lot of stuff. You're, yeah. you're layering vocals. You're layering uh, drums and drum hits and snaps and you know what I mean? Or, or whatever it is. So I, I hear all those things. I hear if there's a, if there's a snare hit, I hear the snare and I hear them adding a rim shot in at the same time or, you know what I mean? I hear all the layers to right. it. So like I said, I don't know if, if, if the music was done intentionally that way or if it was just something that carried into because of what groups like Run DMC were doing, um, but it definitely made a huge difference in the culture of the music um, by adding rock music yeah. into... Crazy. Yeah, because the, if you <clears throat> listen to the old bass lines, mm-hmm. listen to the new bass lines, mm-hmm. you know, like fucking, you know what I mean? Way more complex, way more, you know, and obviously technology got better beat machines got better sampling got better yes. you didn't you didn't have to cut tape yeah i mean fuck man yeah that's crazy yeah you might enjoy there's a youtube video out there and it's the the guy who produced the song redbone for childish gambino mm-hmm. um and now he's like the hottest fucking uh composer and producer yeah it, like he does tv shows he did he did the mandalorian score yeah. all this stuff but um it's just him and like the camera and he's talking through like what he and um what the two of them were deciding while they were recording it and he's just like yeah and that was when i decided that we needed an organ but it needed to sound like this so i busted out this roland and he just like fucking plays this riff and then it's like but then when that came in we started to notice that there was this one melody and it needed a particular type of guitar with this pedal and then he fucking busted out and the guy's just the guy's unbelievable yeah the guy's unbelievable he plays all of it at like studio level just right there for the camera and relayers the song from scratch and you're like you are the reason that song is so good yeah like oh, you yeah. are yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, that right. sounds interesting right? yeah. it's fucking interesting no stuff fuck, like that's dude. really cool like the behind yeah. the scenes of things like yeah because a lot of a lot of music happenstance like oh you play play the riff again play the riff again yeah you know oh, that's cool right like, let's right. layer something in on that you know what i mean right. but then then you start hearing you know and that's what i talked about hearing in those layers like you start hearing yeah. like oh and even if well, like that's what i thought of as soon as you yeah said and that, I, that's I, what I can this guy's i listen to and a lot of people who make music you know listen to music and I'm listening to a, a song that's complete. It's done. Yeah. And guess what I'm doing? I have a melody. Well, I, I have a melody or I have some sort of, dun, 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 you know, something in the yeah, background yeah. that's going that right. I can, that, that would add to the song and mm-hmm. it would still fit. Earlier know? when I, I came down here to fucking grab the iPad and load the images, the band was playing next door and I yeah. could hear lyrics. I was like, oh, that's weird. I hear the melody that goes on top of what they're playing. Like no one was singing. They were playing yeah, a song, yeah. but I was like, I could hear what you hear fucking happened right there. Right. You hear yeah. like the I style the melody, of voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. If it's raspy, loud, mm-hmm. you know, aggressive or mellow, like you hear it. Right. Music. Even though it's not there. Yeah. I wonder what other cultures and like, you know, species like on other fucking planets, if they exist, like what do they have? Is it weird? Like, is it based off of environmental variables and genetic weirdness? Certainly is. Well, yeah. You have the digitaroo. Yeah. (laughs) Digitaroo. Yeah. The aliens down South. But they're just like, it's like, boop. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, genius. And they're like, oh yes, it goes right with my fucking syncopation. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we're at thirty-eight minutes and haven't talked about haven't even. Well, we have. I, yeah, we I have, have no problems like, with it. Yeah, I'm everything just, we've talked I'm, about has just like, been on a. This is where of, we are yeah. on page one. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's fine. Yeah, like, yeah. Nobody cares about Randy MC. I just think it's funny. I mean, the real um, question is: Is there non-alcoholic whiskey? Because I'm just I want to have a drink, but I don't have wanna, a drink. Wanna really? No, you don't want to have a drink. Do they have that though. Like how there's a the pig. I've never heard of it. No, I don't think so. So growing up. 
three members of Run DMC. They all grew up in Hollis, Queens. And it was Joseph Simmons, who is Russell Simmons' younger brother. Um, and that's DJ Run, even though he's not a DJ as a member of Run DMC. He was he a was, DJ though. before, um, but now he's a rapper. So he should have been MC Run based on proper rap protocols from mm -hmm. the 80s, but he went with DJ Run. There was DMC, who was Daryl McDaniels, um, and DMC, really uh, the two convergences of why they called him DMC is because, A, the initials of Daryl McDaniels are DMC, right. but B, Russell Simmons liked the name because he loved DeLoreans, and the DeLoreans all said DMC on them. So I found Dave before like the show, a, like I kept seeing DMC and I, was, yeah. I couldn't quit seeing right, the front right. of a DeLorean. But even so, if you're like into marketing, you're like, that car is it. That's the cutting edge, futuristic Especially shit. It all says DMC Run on it. DMC, you're going yeah. with the, because he wanted to call himself Easy D. Oh, yeah. Um, and Russell easy, Simmons was like, Easy Dick. Yeah. <laughs> easy Dick. Yeah. And Russell Simmons was like, how about DMC? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jam Master J, who is Jason uh, Mizzle, um, went Jizzle Mizzle, went, went by a different name. Yeah. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But so, so Joseph Simmons uh, run um, was recruited by his older brother, um, who was a hip hop promoter at the time, and he used to appear on stage for Curtis Blow, mm. who Russell Simmons managed. Now at the time, Curtis Blow would have been hot shit. Yeah, like he was still probably up and coming. At this early of a stage, like I think when Run DMC just hit, Curtis Blow was probably peaking. just past his yeah. peak. Yeah, peaking. But Run was his DJ for a while, yeah? Run like rapped with him and was his DJ. Yeah. But he was only 17, which is pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, but he called himself DJ Run, son of Curtis Blow, because mm -hmm. he was only 17. 17. And Curtis Blow has one of the best... Um, Jerry curl mullets you're ever going to see in your yeah. life, by the way. I mean, Growing fucking one. fantastic, dude. Yeah. Don't let him sit on your couch. Fantastic. Um, you're talking about, you're talking about uh, coming to America. Fucking. Yeah. That's what know. I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soul glow. Yeah. But not just a Jerry curl, a Jerry curl mullet. Mullet. Yeah. That's fucking hard yeah, that to pull off. Greasy. Yeah. Like when the whole family leaves off the couch. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> Daryl Mack uh, was actually he wanted to go down into athletics and not really get into music um but he got a set of turntables he so looks he like a miniature terry cruz a little bit little bit honest. yeah yeah a little bit of that going on he started to dj a little bit and then he met uh up with run even though he wasn't going by run at the time and then he started to rap and he said he was never going to rap in public because he wasn't good enough but then um uh Run was like, no, you're plenty good enough. Like, you yeah. know, and they started to rap together. Look, it's simple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they started to rap together and then they went down. They started to hang around a place called Two Fifths Park in Hollis in the late 1970s. And I mean, the street scene of two early hip hop, Two Fifths. Oh. Um, was like there's a street party there's a block party there's a house party there's a dj and all that the dj is doing is i mean kind of what they do today you know playing you're just music, cutting music yeah. playing music whatever but then yeah. all of a sudden the mcs would come in and they would take over the dj's microphone and they would rap to what the dj was doing so there was no original music it was just the dj spinning shit starting to learn how to scratch because that was a brand new yeah. art form at the time but the dj's you know would normally play music they'd kind of back it off so that a rapper could rap um 
as they started to form, you know, groups, the DJ would start to DJ music that had no lyrics. You know, they would start to do, do samples and start to cut just the instrumentals and so that there was room for the rappers. So they go down to this park, which is just like a big hip hop park, and they're just like randomly bumping into DJs and just like, I guess, busking. They're just doing street music. Well, like a boombox and shit. Yeah, exactly. And they ended up meeting uh, Jam Master Jay, who at the time was called Jazzy Jace. And he was all dressed up like fucking uh, P-Funk, you know, Grandmaster Flash, like super crazy, you know, bright color, like like a like a punk rocker dipped in neon paint. Peacocky. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, but Jam Master Jay was actually a really talented musician. He played trumpet. He played the bass. He played the guitar. He played drums in various bands. Um, but then he fell on to, to being a DJ and preferred it. So he definitely had the musicality, which shows up later on when he opens up his own studio. He's one of the ones who helps to mentor 50 Cent and to give him his sound. So he's like a really fucking talented musician. I think he probably did more for the music of run DMC than run or DMC did. You found LL um, Cool J too, right? No, that, um, saw something in there. I think it was like 50 cent and, and LL, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't think he ever no. talked with LL. Russell Simmons signed LL. That's and, what it was. And then. brought him up. It was his yeah. other big claim to fame as a producer was Onyx. Yeah. Um, Slam. Yeah. Yep. Da, da, da. That was, he produced yeah, Onyx that still and, around, dude. Yeah. They're still doing shit. Yeah. So, um, they all get together and um, the they rap in front of what uh, Jam Master Jay's doing in the park and they realize, okay, the three of us, that's that's what's it. You know, that's what's up. So um, he goes back, Run goes back to Curtis Blow and gets into the studio with him and records his first single called Street Kid, but um, is pretty much a flop. But he said that he learned a lot from the experience. And this, again, is when he's only 17. And then he ends up wanting to record again. And they straight tell him no. Yeah, he goes to Curtis Blow and he goes to Russell Simmons and they're like, no. And he's like, why not? And they're like, because we don't like DMC. Mm. Like, we don't like his rhyming style. We don't like what he's doing. Like, it's just not happening. You know, it's not good enough. And um, they keep practicing. They keep working. Um, for several years, actually, because they were 17 at the time. But then I think when they're 19 um, and they're in college, they go back to him and um, they uh, get together with Jam Master Jay. They put some shit together and they show that to Russell Simmons. And then Russell Simmons is like, OK, you guys, you guys got it together. Right. Like you, you, you're doing what you need to be doing. Um, and he w- and they wanted to call themselves the dynamic two or the treacherous two oh, dynamic Terrible. dynamic two. Yeah. The dynamic two. Uh. Um, and, uh, again, Russell Simmons was like, Nope, you're going to be run DMC. God, and, like, and that logo, man. God, who made the fucking logo though? Probably Russell Simmons. That. Man, I'm guessing it's, it's Russell Simmons. Microsoft Word eighty. He was the he whatever. was their promoter. It's like man. it's fucking Arial bold. It's like yeah. it's super yeah. basic font. It's just in the the spacing in it. It's like because I had to dude. fuck with it to make the cover art, oh, and I was like, <laughs> this is what it is. I can tell like the curvature of the R and the C, and then I'm like trying to. I was like, oh, the the spacing, the like alignment, the vertical alignments not, or horizontal alignments off, and I like squish it together. And it's I was just like, an old font, probably. Yeah, that's because what that's what there yeah, was it's back changed. then. Yeah, but it's so it's so amazing, man. I mean, when you see it, like they had it on a helicopter and oh yeah. Dude. cars on their shirts inside their fucking hats and shit yeah yeah and like can you see it you just i don't know i want to make that run uh run skp shirt like we were gonna do ffp but i kind of want to do run skp 
Just because then, yeah. then we're there. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, so, but he says, nope, it's got to be run DMC. And they were like, they said, okay, well, we're going to do this, but we're going to be ruined because this name is the stupidest name in hip hop. Right. And if you look at any other hip hop name at the time, this is, I even remember like when they came out, it was like, what does that mean? Run DMC. Like, that's weird. And it's DJ Run. It's DMC. It's Jam Master J. I didn't it's realize until we did the research what it actually was behind it. I didn't know what was behind it. Yeah. Until I did the research. Yeah. So um, they they start putting their their stuff together. Um, they get their first album out, which is just called Run DMC. Um, it does pretty good. It peaks at number 53 on the Billboard 200, which in the realm of hip hop in the 80s, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. You know, like they're not buying mansions and shit, but it put them on the map. Like they were getting airplay coast to coast at that point, and and they were definitely uh, well known. Um, and the Russell Simmons started listening to it. And like early on, he said he, and this again is part of his producing and his marketing is he was like, there's, there's just too much going on. There's too much music. There's too, like, this isn't this like, and he was like, think about what would happen if you were in the park right now, there would be a simple beat in the background that a DJ is able to put on a loop and you're going to rap over it. And that's it. Like right. that's what this music is. And if we sit in the studio and overproduce it and put all this music behind it, we're losing what it is. Like you guys sound good on the street, not in the studio. We need to make it sound exactly the same. So he dumbs it down and that's part of them pairing back on their lyrics. I think is it's yeah. just like, no, dumb it down. It's just like, it's just going to be you guys at eight Oh eight jam master. Jay's going to scratch a couple of songs. We'll throw a fucking electric guitar on yeah. it. That's all we're doing. You know? Well, the intent is to sell. Yeah. I mean, that that's the intent. It's know? hard when you're like, you have all these options though. Like I fucking used to hate like my one guitar pedal. I was like, Jesus Christ, there's so much going on. Like, fuck off. I can't yeah. make a decision now. Like I keep tweaking with fucking knobs and shit. And then you're like, I don't remember what I had before. I liked it before. How do I get back to that? Yeah. Like, so overproducing it probably happens because you have that fucking, right. That stuff in front of you. You can fuck with all the shit. Like, Oh, we get a bass player. We get fucking trombone on this fucking yeah, track. Exactly. Like, Calm down. And he was like, you guys aren't B-boys anymore. Like yeah. this is turning into something else, yeah. you know, and he keeps it simple and he keeps it street. And like we said earlier, he keeps their clothes simple. He keeps all this as this simple thing. And it's not just the, it's not like, Oh, people are dumb and they want simple music. It's like, I'm making, I'm trying to make this the most authentic as I can to what would be happening. If somebody from fucking, you know, Akron, Ohio, Ohio came over to fucking Hollis Queens and watched you do it. Like, I want the album to sound like that yeah. because well, everybody and- in the nation is, they want it to be this authentic New York urban yeah. hip hop thing. And, That's what and, they want. And at that point, everybody can sing along. Yeah, true. Very uh, that 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 goes something when the I lyrics mean, get stuck in your head. Yep, and you're able to just sit there and sing a little, they, not bobbly bloobly yeah. because I can't understand it. Right, I don't know what he says right there. Right, you know. Yeah, no, I, everybody uh, can sing along. I mean, to to put it out there, look at look at Drake. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know if you know Drake. I'm sure if I heard it. Um, I know who that is. Drake is a really good rapper. Uh-huh. Like when he first came out, he did like a Sprite commercial. Right. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, who's this guy? Like, you know, he's from Canada and um, uh, really good rapper. But then you listen to his music and the music's fucking super catchy. Right. And his lyrics are, the lyrics are good. Like the lyrics are, 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 um, 
not not complex in a way that he says them. They're complex in the way that they're written. But it's not Eminem, you know, you know, like a, a you know, real fast and, and complex in that way. Mm-hmm. The lyrics are are easy enough for you to be able to say with him, right? But they're also they've been written in a way that they're catchy, mm-hmm. and they're also written in a way that it's it's not if you were going to say that it's not how you would normally say it, right? But it, it's so simple. Like I said, any you could sit there and listen to it. I could let Brent listen to a song. He's like, "Oh, I know everything he, I, right. everything he's saying." You could repeat it right after him, right? And that, and he's one of the you know high you know fuck yeah out of nowhere, artists, dude, yeah, out of nowhere in yeah. in in the history of rap music. So uh, that formula that they that they combined here, you know, in the in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. in nineteen eighty, you know, early nineteen eighties. Uh, that that formula still worked in the 2000s. And I even like if I really think about Eminem, like when an Eminem album drops, even at the at the like beginning, at the peak of that like popularity rush, yeah. the tracks that Dre decided to make radio tracks were the slowest, most accessible raps he did yeah. on the album. Or they're funny. Or they're or funny. They're, yeah, yeah, they're but funny. But like the they're, super you know. crazy, like you can't even follow along with it shit, those were never radio tracks. No. Like because he wants everyone to sing along with it, you yeah. know what I mean. The, the, and that's and that that's part of the marketing decisions. Mm-hmm. Like this song is way better. Yeah, but we have these songs on there because they need to be on yes. there because we have to be able to put them out there for the radio, right? And the girls and the you know the boys and the fucking whatever you know the the girl boys need to be able to listen right. to them right. and and have you know a jolly time with them. Even though the rest of the seventeen songs in your album are talking about killing people and fucking right. whatever, right? You know. Um, that's part of marketing. I mean, this, like I said, this is the beginning of that, that marketing and hip hop that just fucking just changed everything. And a lot of it is also about listening, like, which I think is just music in general, listening to a good producer is even, and I can't remember if I talked about it on the show or on the bonus episode or before we recorded, but that, that thing that I saw where Dre and Jimmy IV, I just watched it this week, Dre and Jimmy IV were talking about some of the, some of the tracks that they did. I don't think that was, I don't think, we no, I think we it were was off. before the yeah. show. Yeah. But, um, he, at one point, like when he, I think it was when Dre was doing the chronic, the, the album and he showed it to Jimmy IV. Oh no, he Jimmy wasn't IV. smoking the chronic. He was actually doing, right. He was chronic. doing the album. Oh, I, I want to say it was the, the album, the chronic, it might've been a different album. But he showed it to Jimmy. I mean, this is fucking Dr. Dre at the peak of Dr. Dre dumb. And he shows it to Jimmy Iovine and he's like, you're a song short. Mm -hmm. That's not doing it like that doesn't hit right. Like Mm -hmm. you need a better song. Um, And oh, it was it was the forgot about Dre. Yeah. He was like, there's a song on there. There's a tone. There's a chronic. He was like, there's a tone you're not hitting. There's a vibe you're not getting. You're a track short. Like, this is what you need. It's got to sound like this. It's got to have this on it. Yeah. It's got a blah, blah, blah. And Dre was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And like went home and was tripping and then cut to 48 hours later. He and Jay-Z and Eminem sit down and record exactly what Jimmy Iovine said the album needed. And that's the track that came out of it to perfect the album. And it's like, and that's, and and there's a lot of really good tracks on chronic 2001. But when you go back and listen, when you think, when I say chronic 2001, forgot about Dre. Right. That's, about, that's, that's the track. song. That's the anthem track. Yes. And that was the song that Jimmy Iovine said, you, you're, you're missing. missing. And this is what it needs to be. And that's the old white guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude. They bailed him out of jail. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like crazy. Yeah. So, um, 
so yeah, they end up uh, blowing up. And like we said, it's all because of that marketing. It's the leather jackets. It's the Adidas sweatsuits. It's the Kango hats. It's the gold chains, like the whole thing. Aside from the gold chain, everybody could afford everything else that they were yeah. wearing. You could go yeah. buy an Adidas jumpsuit um, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't even look all crazy wearing it. No. You know what I mean? Like you just no. have an Adidas jumpsuit. Um, but uh, if so you're they, white, you just look like you're in the Italian mob. Exactly, <laughs> pretty yeah, much. Just, pretty much, except <laughs> or Russian. You know? swap the Kango. Yeah, you're Tarzan. Like, the only you know? difference is you wouldn't wear the Kango. Yeah, you wouldn't wear yeah. the Kango. Yeah, your hair be slicked back. Right. You know. Yeah. Or um, you're Russian. You know, you're Tarzan. So they actually signed with Profile Records <laughs> for their first album because um, I don't think Def Jam Records was even a thing yet. I think Russell Simmons was still putting it together. Yeah. Um, but they did Jam Master J, Hard Time, and Rockbox. Rockbox uh, was, uh, it blew up. Uh, they did a video for it when videos were pretty rare. It ended up uh, uh, blowing things up. And it was the, their albums didn't have much of a wait time before their next album. Like at their, early, kept going, at their yeah. early days, they were just, they were just knocking out albums. But Rockbox was the first music video, the first uh, hip hop music video ever on MTV, um, which is saying something. It, it starts to see this crossover, you know. And yeah, you and, got David Bowie. Yeah, you exactly. Got fucking right. Run DMC. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, they did the Live Aid uh, benefit, uh, and then they uh, did King of Rock in 1985. Their next album. Is there still um, anything that resembles MTV in any way? I don't think so. Man. No. YouTube. Yeah. Vivo. What's it called? Vimo. Like, is there? I an, think that's does about MTV it. exist? Is there still? Oh, I'm yeah. sure there's like, still an MTV, MTV exists, but it's not. There's like no it music videos. Yeah. Yeah, I remember back in the day there used to be like. Well, it was all music videos, and then it started like. There's shows and music videos, right. and then it became DJs, yeah. all, all fucking shows, shows. right? All but then, but then they shows. used to have like MTV Two, yeah, and that was all, and the, that was all music, that was videos. all music, and I would videos. just have it on all fucking day, mm -hmm. yeah. just be on all day. I was always happy with it, you know. Remember Jukebox Network, just oh let yeah, that play. But like the same that. song yeah. could play six times. Oh, fuck though. yeah, because everybody's paying for mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um. So uh, they end up doing the movie Crush Groove, which I remember was like fucking huge um in in any black community and it was like a fictional account of the rise of russell simmons yeah i watched an interview with him and he was like is any of that real he's like well it's just because it was like my dad and my brother so like everyone automatically assumes that that was real he's right. like but that's it's not real right. that wasn't my white cadillac like it's not real <laughs> right that's a movie yeah but my family happened to be in it so it makes it feel like it's some kind of real portrayal of it so blair underwood played him and then Run DMC, but all these people were in there as themselves. Curtis Blow was in there. Right. So it's really bleeding between like fake and fiction because the storyline is bogus, but Curtis Blow is there that, you know, young LL Cool J comes in and does radio. Uh, Fat Boys are in there. New Edition. Um, Sheila E was in there. Beastie Boys were, were in the movie. Uh, the classic uh, all-you-can-eat music video where the fat boys go to Sparrow. The dudes from New Edition, that was a uh, new edition was Bell Biv DeVoe or something, right? Or some of those guys or something. Like, didn't they become that? The guys from New Edition? Mm -mm. A couple of them? I thought there was a couple of the dudes from inside that. I don't think so. I had Bell a fucking... Biv DeVoe's a totally I remember having a thing. new edition fucking cassette tape back Fuck in the yeah, day. I did. Um, I didn't. And, uh, I had Shaggy, though. It also leads to one of the greatest things that ever happened from Hollywood, which is shortly after Crush Groove came out, the Fat Boys got their own movie, Disorderlies, which is that, yeah. the best 
It's the best worst movie you can ever watch in your life. What is it called? Disorderlies. The disorderlies. Oh, it's the fat boys at the funny, at like a at a mental institution. Or it's something, just right? a hospital. Yeah, yeah. they're orderlies. They're I, I've seen that. I saw it back in the Oof, day. I haven't dude. seen it recently, but I remember watching. I haven't that. seen it in years, but every time it would come on, like everybody, like I would like call my friend and my brother, and I'd be too. like, guys. Fucking guess what's on. on? Come over. And they would fucking come over and we'd fucking watch the rest of it. But um they also did Christmas and Hollis, um, which yeah, I, I believe I, I just looked it up. Bell Biv DeVoe, also known as BBD, is an American music group formed from the members of New Edition consisting of Ricky Bell, Michael Bivens, and Ronnie. So it came from they came from New oh, Edition. So it was just and, them without Bobby Brown? I guess, yeah. yeah. They became oh, okay. they, they broke off and made Bell Biv DeVoe. I thought all so right. because I also had fucking Bobby Brown and I had uh Bell Biv DeVoe. I had all those fucking Yeah, Bell, Biv, and DeVoe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You didn't go up a tier, but you just got a lot of points. No, like uh I don't know how old I was. Well, whatever year that was, but I remember my mom went and she got a bunch of cassette tapes. Like she went to Midnight Records and fucking Oildale and was like, yo, my son's this age. Like what's fucking cool? And like they had Belbiv DeVoe and Oildale? Yeah. Mid- Midnight Records had whatever, right? <laughs> Midnight Records is a fucking record store. So well, it like is she, Midnight Records. Yeah, 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 that's true. She came that's home with just true. a bunch of cassette tapes. Yeah. One of them being New Kids on the Block. So I had like mm. DJ Jazzy Jeff, like every one of those, Belle Biv DeVoe, New That's Edition, all, yeah, it, Bobby I don't, Brown. I don't know about the points. Like those are all really white. Yeah, it's super, it is for sure. But it's just like you shit, had my vanilla mom ice got shit, me. You know, I, I had vanilla New ice kids on sure. the block. I had two life crew know. nasty as they want to be. Yeah, everybody had that. Yeah. Thing. No, I'm just saying the knowledge. The knowledge? That I, oh, that I knew New Edition was Belle Biv DeVoe right. and Dave did That's not. That's weird Brent knowledge. And yeah. I did, but I did listen to New Edition, but I never listened to Belle Biv DeVoe. Right. So. Uh, well. That would explain it. Shit comes on in the gym. I can't help it. <laughs> I got yeah. to it. They did Christmas in Hollis, the best and hopefully only Christmas rap ever recorded. I don't know that we need any others. I think. <laughs> no. I think that genre. I used it for the genre is, Well, I mean, uh, mo- it's Mariah done. Carey, Christmas music, and Run DMC, Christmas in Hollis. Right. I've been That's using it. fucking Peter Piper or whatever for fucking like the stories and Sofa King all week before we even said we were going to do this. Oh, really? That's what I used for the El Yucateco promotion <laughs> and what I used crazy. for our story. Yeah, because I had gotten on uh, Run DMC because the Mind Frame had Christmas and Hollis when I right. asked you about it. So I used that and then it came up and suggested it and then it was like perfect. Oh, like yeah. the instrumental portion of that Peter Piper song. I was like, oh, this is fucking sick. The I put AI. a little break dancer dancing on the right. fucking El Yucateco Yeah, I got him. Yeah. And keep in mind, like when was good, like I remember the first time because, like, it used to be back in the day when a new song was coming out, the video was the release. So, like, no one had heard Christmas and Hollis, and for a couple weeks, it was like, oh, on December such and such, Christmas and Hollis is going to drop at eight p.m. You know, on MTV, and like, and you would like people would fucking stay home, so you could watch the debut of the new Michael Jackson video, the new whatever. And Christmas and Hollis was coming out, and I remember sitting there waiting for it, and that shit dropped. And at the end of the video, I was like, "That is the most goddamn ludicrous thing I have ever seen in my life." Like it's keeping like I wasn't like stymied by it. And that the fried chicken collard greens one. Is that that line? That's in there. Mom's cooking chicken and collard yeah. greens. Yeah, that's in there. That's the one. Um, it's just the most ridiculous fucking rap song ever made. Yeah. Um, they find Santa Claus's wallet. Right. Um, the video is just delicious. This delicious. little weird naughty elf who's making everyone naughty and is just, <laughs> it's it's so weird. It's fantastic. Delicious. It's yeah. a strange term of endearment you use there. There's no other term yeah. I can use, my yeah. friend. <laughs> 
We'll have um, to watch it again. So '86, they do they they do re- "Raising Hell" with Rick Rubin, and this is their third album. Um, he just produced Rick Rubin's uh, radio for LL Cool J, and um, "Raising Hell" again. The was probably at their their height was was "Raising Hell." Yeah, and this is when they did "Walk This Way" with with Aerosmith, and a lot of "Back from Hell" or "Raising Hell." "Raising Hell." Okay, there's one called "Back from Hell" too. Yeah, it's a later one. Yeah. Um. So apparently, and I didn't know this. Apparently, like DJs all through New York, like "Walk This Way" was a go-to. Like something about the beat and the pauses and the instrumentals allowed DJs to really do a lot of shit with "Walk This Way." Take a break, beat it. Yeah, they could. Yeah. So it was already a really popular song in all those circles, and they were like, "Look, if DJs are already playing this, you want to talk about marketing? Let's just fucking do you know the song itself." Then DJs are going to be playing us, you know, instead of the, the video is fucking funny. The video is funny. Steven yeah. Tyler gets ready to yeah. come in and on beat like to sing. And then all of a sudden they break in with rap and he looks over like, what the fuck's yeah. happening? And he breaks through he the wall. He looks so ridiculous. It's very though. 80s. It yeah, makes him look 80s. super sure, yeah. ridiculous though. Cause you're like, you just look like some fucking haggard white trash tweaker right yeah, now yeah. with these like cool hip hop guys. Like it makes <laughs> yeah. you go like, oof, are you okay, Steven? Yeah, he's been. Uh, yeah. He's a weird dude, man. He was on Rogan and he was fucking strange. Most, yeah, he was on uh, Jason Ellis and uh, very, yeah, it's just a very. That fool's partied and done a lot of drugs and shit. But he's a strange dude. His mouth is fucking giant. It is so crazy. crazy, Big old lips. Yeah. So apparently they paid him $8,000. Like the deal was $8,000, come to the studio for a day, record this song. And then it's also genius because now we kind of have the rights to walk this way for 8,000 bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's just ours now, but they came down and did it. Cause at the time they weren't doing shit. Yeah. Like they were like at the waning end of their career. The seventies were over. They weren't really producing music. They got them came back. Well, yeah. Yeah, and they it, did. It, yeah. It got them into a new, like Big black time. people started looking at, like, Oh, that's fucking, it was a huge know? surge for Aero. Yeah. It like gave them it, like, they had another 15 year career. Yeah. Like great career post walk this way, you know, because that song was so huge, dude. That song was massive. And even when I listened to that album for the first time, I was like, this is probably my least favorite song on oh, the yeah, album, sure. you know, but it blew up. You hear you it know. and it's annoying. Yeah. Like, it you're just, just like, yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah. No, it's just stop. But it was great uh, marketing. Run was quoted that day talking about the lyrics as saying, this is hillbilly gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the lyrics. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Which is part of the problem I have with the song because they're rapping these Steven Tyler lyrics that kind of aren't really meant to be rapped. No. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? And it's I can't just think like, of the lyrics to that fucking song. Yeah. I'm trying to think about I the know how it goes. I just, yeah, I don't know the lyrics either. Yeah, Number four on the, on the uh, hot 100 list, Aerosmith blows up and, um, a guy who wrote an entire book on walk this way, run DMC Aerosmith and the song <laughs> that changed American music. <laughs> said, quote, before walk struck in 1986, hip hop was a small underground community of independent labels and scrappy promoters. After walk, it became a nation, a genre that would soak into virtually every element of culture from music and film to fashion and politics. So walk this way was really the thing. A lot of musical historians point to like this was the moment 
where rap went from being some underground weird urban thing to being a mainstream music type worthy of getting a an Emmy, you know, it's not, you know, it's the best hip hop album is, you know, right. like this is the moment that makes the genre become defined and become real. It turns heads. <laughs> it it does. So, so the, the first, the first bar in, uh, or the first uh, verse in walk this way is like I could see where they got the hillbilly gibberish, uh-huh. right? So it's there's a backseat lover that's always undercover, and I'll talk to my daddy. Say said you ain't seen nothing till they're till you're down on the muffin, <laughs> and there's sure to be a change in ways. Now there's a cheerleader that's a real big pleaser as far as I can reminisce, but the best thing love it was her sister and her cousin. And it started with the little kiss like this. Yeah. So it's definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely hillbilly gibberish. I, right. I believe that's the yeah. correct term. I just kept hearing feet flying up in the air. And that's I was like, in there. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're definitely talking about, you know, fucking, yeah. yeah. you know, but it's definitely hillbilly fucking. Yes, you know? for sure. So my Adidas came out on that one and that let him sign a $1.6 million my deal. Adidas. $1.6 million endorsement deal, which has never happened. I don't even, and everyone kept saying in rap music, I don't know that that was really happening in non-rap Any music. music. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think people were getting $1.6 I mean, million endorsements prob- from clothing lines. Not clothing. I mean, I'm sure Gibson, yeah, you know what I mean? Something had like something yeah, well, going hook on. Yeah, you know some free mean? guitars. Yeah, yeah, you, know? you got, yeah, you know, amps and shit. Probably you know? the best money they ever spent, though, because of the lasting effect of it. Like, you know, it, it solidified it and put it into, like, history yeah. of oh, hip-hop. Yeah. Like, for sure, it's Dude, not yeah. gone now. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? You still see it. You yep. still think about it. Yeah. Yep. I bought I mean, some it's fresh same Adidas thing with, a year ago. Last Christmas thing. I bought fresh Adidas because of Run DMC. Yeah, it's it's the same thing with Nike endorsing, you know, Michael Jordan. Right. You know what I mean? Like that was fucking the move. Yeah, that was the move, dude. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was. It's, I mean, to this day, yep. you know. Um, so they end up, you know, along with them, Russell Simmons, uh, Rick Rubens, they get LL Cool J, they get the Beastie Boys, and they all they're all touring together, like those tours that I saw. It's like, so if you're into any bit of hip hop, you go to the concert and it wasn't just run DMC. It was always like a group of them, yeah. you know, going together to, to tour. Um, the, they did tougher than leather in 1987. And it was, um, kind of the first time they started to, to not hit on all cylinders. Um, I think part of what it, happens too is you start to get that fame and you got like fucking right, drugs and right. you got girls. And well, and, and too, like people started like, oh, they're just, you know, that's old shit. You know, right. we've been listening to them for so long now, you know, it's time to move on. I thought and it was, was totally trip- different. Like even like Chuck D wrote the liner notes and he's or uh, re-released liner notes. And he said that the album was quote, a spectacular performance against all odds and expectations. Cause it's like at, they're at the, they knew they're going down. Well, you're also at the point where it's like, everybody wants the same old shit. Nobody wants the same old shit. How do we walk that? We talked about that on the Taylor Swift episode, yeah. like how she's good at constantly herself. reinventing herself yeah. just enough. And key, and it's like at this point, Run DMC was like, well, let's try a bunch of new shit. And everybody was like, not feeling it. You know what I yeah. mean? I think the other cool thing is their acknowledgement of Jam Master J, like of having the DJ in the mix. Like the first couple albums, like the record company didn't acknowledge that. Right. Like he's not in the fucking picture. Right. He's not on the cover of those fucking albums. It's just them. Yeah. And at some point, like that's, they include him in the show and he's out front. Like he comes out first. Yeah. At the show. Yeah. And fucking hypes everybody up and gets started and talks yep. to the audience and yep. gets everyone like, what's my DJ? And says, yeah. what's my name? You know, yeah. and fucking gets them yelling it. Right. And he became more of a part where it becomes a trio that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that was important. For sure. 
Um, they end up doing Back from Hell, which doesn't do well at all. Um, and this one was an even bigger attempt at recreating who they were. And it was what they called New Jack Swing, which was like hip hop and contemporary R&B. Um, but it just it didn't work for them and it didn't do well. But then they were also just started having. I don't think it did well for anybody. Anybody. Like it yeah. Fucking didn't work. Yeah. They started yeah. to just have shit in their lives. Um so their first big uh, commercial failure from from uh, a record, and then Jam Master Jay was in a car accident um, and survived two gunshot wounds, which I didn't hear anything about these gunshot wounds in I 1990. That, yeah. yeah, so he got in a car wreck and got shot twice in 1990. So it might be Bad hinting year. towards yeah. Jam Master Jay getting murdered a yeah. little bit. Like yeah, some shit's going on. Some shit's going on yeah. with Jam Master Jay. Yeah, they well, he, cut his brakes. He just didn't get in a car accident. <laughs> exactly. Cut his brakes and they shot his ass twice. <laughs> and he still yeah. lived. You know? I mean, yeah. he did decide to put a studio in the old neighborhood. You know I mean, in he could have probably, Queens. yeah, he could have got a safer spot. Oh, probably. for sure. For sure. Um, Try to give back to the community, though, I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, Run was charged with raping a college student in Ohio, and then the charges were dropped, and uh, DMC had become an increasingly heavy drinker and and had uh, become an alcoholic by this point. Something's up with him. Like, on all the interviews I watched, like, progressively, his voice got shaky. Like He he has a vocal prop. I I didn't ever read what it was, but he has a vocal... He developed some like it sounds like he's condition, about to, like illness, he's gonna cry it, like all of yeah. a sudden. Yeah, he's yeah. got a shaky fucking voice. So he wouldn't have been able to keep going much because the last tour that he did um was like he could barely get out and rap anymore. And then shortly after that is when they called it a day. But yeah, he ended up having some sort of a it's like a vocal trim- like a tremolo. There's like yeah. a tremor to his voice. Is it tremolo? Tremolo? Yeah. Tremolo. So they did they did a three year hiatus. They did a uh new album down with the king in 93 um and then they sort of went their separate ways jam master jay started producing that was when he found onyx and produced them uh run became an ordained minister and switched his name to rev run instead of run um and this this was before he had his weird tv show but this was the beginning and after the rape and after the rape yeah and before uh found god yeah um they didn't record much um, he got divorced and remarried, um, and DMC uh, got more. He was on a notorious B.I.G. track, which I didn't know. Um, which, hmm. if they were still a band, I guess means would have been they would have been on the east side when the war happened. Um, I mean, or, I think they're, just, they're icons to all those people. Yeah, like, a lot of those sure. dudes but grew I mean, up yeah. listening to yeah, that, and they're from fucking. Yeah, New York, whether they're yeah. still hot or not, like yeah. to have them on a track is probably yeah. a big thing. Oh, for sure, yeah. So uh, DMC's addiction gets worse and he starts taking pills. He falls into a depression. He even gets suicidal. Um, And throughout all this, even when they're not recording albums, they're still just constantly touring the globe. They're constantly doing a European tour, a tour through Japan. Like they're huge. Like even though, even though in America, they're not quite as popular, they're just fucking, they're, you know, even like look at Michael Jackson, like when he wasn't super popular in America anymore, he could go sell out fucking 50 stadiums in Europe. Oh yeah. You know, and and this is sort of what Run DMC was doing. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Never popular in America. He's selling his uh, actual <laughs> private kit car right now. No shit. Yeah. How much is it going for? No idea. The Michael Knight. Yeah. Fucking what? 
Yeah, the one that he kept from the show. He's that's selling, fucking oh, crazy. Fuck. I bet that goes I for just a lot. Saw it last night. I, I, bet it goes, I bet it goes for less than you think. I know. I was gonna say the sadly I mean, because I mean, like Hendrix guitar went for like two hundred fifty thousand right. dollars. Some yeah. bullshit. That like, car. That fuck? car though is gonna go for a few million. I mean, I, I know it's say. like it's a strat that like at best could be six grand or something. You know, like if you bought a brand new fucking custom right. strat, right? And two hundred fifty thousand dollars is quite a bit. I mean, that's a like, lot. That's yeah. Jimi Hendrix fucking guitar. Yeah, you think it's gonna it's be just, the question. The question will be, and I'm assuming it's all hoffed out. Is it truly a set car? I that bet he kept. I bet which means like because a lot of the set cars would have had like practically no interior. Yeah. Like, is that what it is? In which case, it's not. That's no, probably be worth one he quite can as drive. much. Or is it one where the interior truly looks like the interior has from little, the show? I bet you it does. Talking yeah. fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. If it's got all that shit in yeah. it, then it's it's gonna go for a lot more. Does it go? Yeah, I'm sure that, it does. Fucking no, I doubt it. That was all added. Well, it's got the eye. Yeah, that's all there. There was one in town for quite a time. Yeah, back when I was in high school, it had the whole thing on the front and everything. That was pretty badass. Yeah, I was gonna say like, um, so like Juicy J from uh three six mafia so three six Ma- three six mafia was big for a long time and then they just kind of fell off well juicy j uh started doing stuff on his own like and now it's just juicy j it's not three six mafia but they've had from the beginning super simple lyrics you know mm-hmm. it's that southern rap you right. know what i mean that right. you know and it's just like super super simple just almost run dmc style right. lyrics uh, they're just talking do they about do the back and forth current, like run DMC not does? really the back and forth that's that, that classic that, beastie run i'm um, juicy j i'm here to say you right, know like right. i mean fucking really really finish, finish the other guy's rhyme yeah right. like and, and yeah it's not really the back and forth but it's the very simple, the simple yeah. new style simple lyrics but it's just new new you know, new stuff. They're talking about, you know, they're talking about what's going on, you know, what's popular today, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, but he's still out there doing that same shit and he's selling albums. You know what I mean? He's featured on everybody's shit. Fuck yeah. And he's doing, it's the most basic bullshit you ever heard in your life. But, but he's selling. Yeah. 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 It's fucking, um, I don't know who's buying it. Somebody. Somebody is. So they did Crown Royal in 2001, which was their last album. Um, that's when, and it that's was when he's a, really a heavy drinker. Yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of a shit show. Um, DMC wanted it to be much more musical. Like he cited specifically, um, John Lennon and Sarah McLaughlin as oh, wow. the angle that he wanted wow. to take the album. That's, that's, the arms what? Yeah. of an yes. angel. Yeah. yeah. And Reverend Run <laughs> wanted to go back to an even more hardcore raw rock sound than their most hardcore raw rock, mm. which it seems like you would have flipped that around. Mm. Um, but, uh, and no one could agree. So Run just started recording it anyway. Sarah McLaughlin, like what in the fuck? I don't know, dude. I'm trying to picture what he had in mind. Like, show me an example. Actual musical chords, probably. I mean, all I can think of, like, because I mean, 2001 would have been soundtrack music, probably. I mean, that would have been when like Eminem was dropping, and he was like bringing in like Dido and all that kind of shit. Buster Rhymes is still big. Exhibit Westside Connection, yeah. So, but yeah, Rev Run starts recording his own shit. Um, you watch he's Pimp like, My Ride anywhere? This. Is that still out there somewhere? Pimp no. My Ride? No. On some weird streaming thing? No. I'm sure it is. Um, but yeah, he just starts to do it and uh, they end up uh, releasing the album. He, I think uh, DMC's only on three tracks because Reverend Run just fucking starts yeah, it was doing three. it. Um, and uh, they end up going on 
uh, walk this way tour with Aerosmith and it's a worldwide tour. And I guess shit show. Yeah. Well, I guess it helped DMC like he could barely do it because he has his vocal disorder. Yeah. But it helped. It, it like broke him of his addiction and his uh, his depression, like getting back out, doing a tour that he cared about. I fucking doing all this stuff. fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That fall from fame has to be a fucking tough one, man. Yeah, to be dude. honest, to be on top of the fucking world and then just be considered like whatever. And well, then we talked about that before, problem. you know, like the no, the, you have an addiction problem. The, the stars have a way higher place to, to fall, fall from yeah. yeah you know what i mean like yeah. we just fall off our chair right you know what i mean yeah. oh i lost my job i fucking well, lost I guess my I'll house get another divorced. shitty job yeah i guess i'll yeah <laughs> you, know. you know yeah yeah um so and run so at this point um the depression is finally over but you've got jam master jay who's really producing you've got run who's now working on his ministry and helping to build up the fat farm closing line clothing line with his brother more than he cares about his music because well, he's then, making money exactly. yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. So out of nowhere, run just says I'm quitting the band. And then, um, a month or two later, uh, jam master Jay is shot and murdered. Um, so the band is definitely broken up mm. at that point. Um, and, uh, like we said at the beginning, we'll do, we'll, we'll focus on an episode about, cause there's a lot of weird shit going on with this murder. So that might be worthy of, I mean, of yeah, just that doc on Netflix, you man. know, we, yeah. I mean, we could, oh, did we go into the Tupac? We did go into Tupac's murder. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about, uh, Christopher Wallace? Did we go into his? No. We didn't go into his murder. Mm-mm. Did we do Biggie? We did Biggie. Yeah, we yep. did Biggie. We didn't go into his murder though at all. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the then really I mean the 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 capper was that uh in 2009 January 14th 2009 they were uh confirmed to be one of the five inductees to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that year and then on April 3rd of 2009 they were the second rap act after Grandmaster Flash and the Furious 5 to be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um but that's the Pretty. that's the rise and fall of Run DMC but again I think I just the the I, I, like I said, I was such a mark for run DMC that I was oblivious to the marketing. I was oblivious to how they sold because it never felt like the street to me, but how they sold what people thought the New York street was to the world. Yeah. You know, it's exactly what Dr. Dre did selling what the LA street was to the world a decade later with, with NWS. Dude, I don't know how know? bad New York was during that time. Oh, like, fuck. Jesus. Yeah, dude, it was a f- oh, like God, fucking damn, war dude. zone. Like yeah. the crumbling fucking yep. buildings, drug, fe- yep. like it was terrible. Even, I mean, uh, fucking times square. We were there. We walked around like yeah. at this time, times square was, you didn't go there. It was just hookers and pimps yeah. and fucking drug deals. It's fucking skid row and people in having LA, sex yeah. in a fucking alley. Yeah. Like it was just sexual. Yeah, they, they showed de- on that documentary ugh. and they just showed it just fucking terrible. And they were yeah. trying to get a bailout from the government. And it was fucking yep. trash everywhere and people getting shot. I was like, damn, yeah. I didn't realize New York was so bad. And now that's San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it hops from, yeah. from place to place. SF but. is just full of fucking people shit, dude. That, that fucking shit yeah. map is the most unbelievable thing that you can see that shit map. Have you seen that? Shit, the shit map. map. Yeah. There's a shit map of San Francisco <laughs> where human feces is. You can download an app and there's like brown spots and it gets darker and darker when it's denser. 
And it's fucking unbelievable. It's real because basically when people walk, they go, yep, saw human shit, tag it. And then geotags human oh shit where a bum shits. God. And it's like it makes ancient a map. Rome or something. Yeah. And there's so Jesus much Christ. shit. It's unbelievable. Download that yeah. fucking app and look at it. It's fucking crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's mm. terrible. So yeah, so Jam Master J, he was shot and murdered. And just, just to tease it, it ranges everywhere from some sort of weird beef he got fucking caught up in with 50 Cent all the way to a drug deal gone wrong with 10 kilos of cocaine. Definitely seems like um, someone he knows. Definitely seems like someone well, he usually, knows. His usually cousin, is. his young cousin, his nephew got shot. His cousin got shot. I think it was his nephew. Um, but at the music studio, yeah. um, a whole thing. So uh, we'll we'll potentially go into that as its own episode. But yeah, the, the murder of Rundy, of he Jam did. Master J was, was crazy. Spoiler alert. So, he did. Alert. Yeah. So, uh, social media winner for episode 546, the uh, Aerial School Encounter. If you haven't checked that out, go check it out. Pretty crazy. One of the most compelling um, UFO yeah. encounters. Yeah. I, had an, I had an Aryan school. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, sighting. Yeah. Yeah. Aliens be fucking with white kids. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> the, the social media winner for that episode for sharing on Facebook is at Cody T. He spills all the tea. He's got all the gossip, but he's going to win a t-shirt um, for sharing on Facebook. We, I'd name, I would call myself Co, uh, CoDDT. CoDDT? Yeah. WWE shit? CoDDT. I'm going to call I never watched WWE. Brent P. I'm fucking, I got yellow eyes yeah. and my kidneys are going to blow up right now. You I got to piss pee? so no, fucking I'm going to take so long. <laughs> I've had to piss so long. Nah. <laughs> no, I'm going to take so long. No, I can do it. I'll be fine. So anyways, going to win a t-shirt. Thank you for sharing on social media. Um, also, we're part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Uh, go to podbelly.com. Check out cool podcasts like Art and Jacob. They cover a lot of stuff like us, um, but they delve into uh, politics and sports and stuff a little outside of our of our norm. So go check them out. They're also local from Bakersfield. Good guys. Um, a lot of our fans like them, and you can find them on podbelly.com. Also, check out Nerds on Topic. That's some nerdy shit about some nerdy topics, um, but also cool people, and they're also available at podbelly.com. Uh, thank you to El Yucateco Hot Sauce. That is our primary sponsor. They make the show possible with the El Yucateco. You pay us to tell you about hot sauce, but yes. it's not hard because it's delicious. It is. Yeah. And uh, Diana Anzarino, hashtag I love Dave Moten, um, had a amazing looking, what was it, grilled cheese sandwich? I think it was a breakfast sandwich. I want to say there was an egg up in there somewhere. Shit looked good. It really sandwich. did look good. Mm. And we were like, man, she might have won before, yeah. but that picture was like. Well, she's doing what she should do, make, yeah. making sandwiches, <laughs> you know. Basically. I mean, she's in the kitchen. Yeah. So. She's where she should be. We got to give her something for, for yeah. doing her job. So we're going to send her some stuff. But every week we have a hot sack for Ellie Cateco. And uh, on Fridays, um, I post a hot sack post and we ask that you participate. Um, but we don't um, we don't limit it to just Facebook. We look on all social media. Yes. Uh, Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And we try to see if you've posted a picture about Ellie Cateco, even if it was throughout the week. It doesn't necessarily have to be in that post. We really appreciate when you guys engage on that specific post. Because Teco probably goes there to look and see if you're engaging. Um, but make sure if you do engage, however and whenever and whatever platform it is that you tag us and tag them um, so they, they relate it to us because that helps us and makes them happy about uh, paying us to talk to you about hot sauce. Um, if you see it in the wild, take a picture of it. If you haven't tried it, you definitely should because it is delicious. And uh, I know we're getting paid, but it's it, like, it's fucking, it's amazing to be honest. There's seven mm -hmm. flavors. We've had time and time again, people to say they're not hot sauce people. Um, that have become hot sauce people. So it is, it's a great hot sauce. And uh, if you don't like it, you can give it to somebody. Somebody fucking likes hot sauce. 
brother, sister, nephew, cousin. Um, also, thank you to Print Dirt Cheap. You can go to printdirtcheap.com to get printed goods, uh, stickers, business cards, banners. They do all kinds of stuff. If you need it printed, they can source it, and you can save some money by using code SOFAKINGPODCAST when you do. Um, also, thank you to Jimmy D's Tees. Um, he does the T-shirts on our website. Um, some of the T-shirts on our website at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. Um, and he also makes a bunch of his stuff. That's really cool. He just did an exclusive shirt um, and collaborated with us. A ton of you guys got that stuff. If you haven't posted yet, post it and tag Jimmy D. <clears throat> um, also, thank you to SKR Apparel. That's S-U-I-K-E-R Apparel.com and Retro Vague. Um, check out Mindframe Podcast if you have not yet. Um, new episodes every Monday. Sit down episodes midweek um, on Patreon to help you answer all the crazy questions for what's happening inside Dave's head. Um, and I appreciate those as well, even though I'm sitting in them and talking on them. Um, I'm like eagerly waiting for the fucking answers to the question and to try to work out what might possibly be happening. So if you're into sci-fi, check that out. Also check out Brewing the 99 podcast. That is Brad's podcast about magic. Um, commander magic, apparently. I don't, yeah. Whoa. He's doing hand movements. Mm. Can't see unless you're on the live and you can't see the live unless you're on Patreon. That's true. Just did a magic yeah. trick. So, um, that is all I have. Uncle Brad. Made yeah. a coin disappear. Watch. Yeah. I never saw it out here. My butt. Ooh. Ah, that was the noise of it entering your <sighs> Okay. Yeah. Coin. Well, I don't have to go so long because Brent took for a fucking ever. <laughs> I don't have to pee anymore. It went back yeah. up. Yeah. 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 My bladder yeah. stretched. It was yeah. like yeah. a balloon noise. Yeah. Yeah. His brain is swelling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why am I? That's old creaky door. <laughs> you guys think why I have jaundice? Your... My fingernails are yellow. <laughs> why does your Why does your bladder sound like an old creaky door? Because <laughs> I've been holding it so long. <laughs> yeah. I told my son a joke. I said, uh, "I said, what what the what the cat on the motorcycle say?" I don't know. Stupid. Yeah. I know. It's stupid. He's five. That's a dad joke. Yeah. He liked it though. Yeah. Made it up. Yeah. Come on. Oh, you made that up? Yeah. It just got better. Yeah. Anyway. Go ahead. Somebody will tell somebody that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then everybody's going to look at him like, what the fuck? You piece of shit. Yeah. So anyway, speaking of piece of shits, our school member of the month, Artie J. Allen. What's the J stand for? Jack off. Jickhead. Jickhead? Yeah. It's I like not that. a D. Yeah, Jickhead. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh yeah, he's a real jock sucker, yeah. that guy. Yep. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. jock sucking yeah. away. Yeah. Fucking jussy. Yep. Mm. That that he is. He's yeah. a big jussy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what the J stands for. Mm. It's it's universal. It is? Yeah, kind of like his mom. She goes both ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huge actually Jagina. <clears throat> yeah, and what I mean by both ways, I mean you could flip her around, fuck her face, and flip her around. Fuck her feet. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. universal, yeah. both ways. So kind of a her through feet? and through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, where are you gonna go if her feet? You know, butt and mouth. Uh, They're like a. Also, the does she have a foot vagina? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't very special like lady. <laughs> I, I think we. I think that was like. That was a bonus what, question. Was Artie birthed from the foot vagina? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's why his face oh. looks like a foot. <laughs> that's why he looks the way he does. Mm-hmm. Is that a foot locker? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that's where she stores the meat. You know? Yeah. So yeah, so thank you to Artie. Um, you know, shout out scope member of the month. Yeah. Um, and uh, we appreciate him, even though he, even though he lives in a Foot Locker, his mom's Foot Locker. Yeah, um, but you know we do appreciate him. So yeah. I feel like I'm not, Foot Pussy's not foreign to us. <clears throat> That's happened before, has it? I remember I a lot of things. A lot yeah. of things have happened. Yeah, 
a lot of things have happened. We're so very say, strange people. So say we all. Yes. Uh, if you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, go to uh, r forward slash Sofa King Podcast, and then at Sofa King Podcast everywhere else. Uh, nobody else wants our name, so it was easy to take everything. Yes. We have it all. Mm-hmm. Um, clean sweep. Yep. Clean sweep. So at Sofa King Podcast. Personal Instagrams, I'm at Raised with Wolves. Wolves. Sofa King Brints and Sofa King Daves. You can check them out. Um, I got to start posting on there again. I'm every, I try not to post too much. I just haven't been doing while. it at all. Every once in a while. You do R- good posts too. RDG about, Allen's you know. on the live and he said he's listening with his mom right now. She's actually yeah. sitting next to him. Oh, and well. she, she can hear. She's not yeah. clogged up. No. Oh, okay. Her ear ginas are clear. Yeah, her ginas are clear. Yeah. Jaginas. <laughs> yeah, ear ginas. Her jeer jaginas. Yeah. Putting J's on everything is difficult. Her middle name starts with a J too. Yeah. Yeah. So, Geest infection. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. what I mean. <laughs> oh man, you got that juice infection, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether she needs some jagicil for that juice infection. Yeah. That's difficult to say. That's like it's a, like the yeah. peas, it just doesn't stop. Seashore with yeah. a seashore kind yeah. of thing. Don't get them started with J's apparently no. either. No. Yeah. Got that Johnaria. <laughs> There's more. I'm sure. Oh, there's more. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, uh, you can take underscore hot sauce, Jimmy D's teas, all that good stuff. Uh, pot belly, uh, the self King podcast playlist, um, on Spotify is, uh, 2021 now. So you can search that and patreon.com black slash self King podcast. Don't be retarded. Bitch was the problem. Fucking talking about my nigga. I got it. I got him. Bitch, what's the problem? Fuck you talking about? Nigga, I got him. Need I remind him? They must have forgotten. Fuck this bitch up from the top to the bottom. Kill them all till they decay and they rotten. Whip shit I can't pronounce, just know it's foreign. Spaceship outside and the fiber is carbon while making them sick again. Bitch, go ahead, vomit. Bitch, what's the problem? Fuck you talking about? Nigga, I got him. Me taking L's and talking so uncommon. They should hide they shit before my niggas rob them. You better off dead or probably playing possum. And stay on the ground, cause there's no better option. Then fuck up this bitch with another concoction. Clear out the block with a blast from the shotgun. Shotgun, shotgun. Bitch, what's the problem? Fuck you talking about, my nigga? I got him. Clown niggas from miles away, we still spot them. And fuck around and end up on the milk carton. Nigga wondering who shot him. Great located, don't pussy nigga garden. Pop niggas up, now watch out, I'ma rock on my chop. I'ma break up, now watch how they gon' cop em. My mop and click up on top of how I flop em. Get got in your gut no matter how I drop em. Plot against us, don't watch how we just stop em. What we supposed to do? Nigga from the bottom. Plant the money tree and get the money when it blossom. How the fuck is they gon' stop em? Cloud thirsty niggas on the Grammy block em. Pull up and watch the way the bitches flock em. Flocko! Waka flocka! Most you niggas really caca. And? Get the pass and me my vodka. And? Bitch, you know I keep the chopper. And? Every single time I pop up. And? Pop up, make the ratchet pop up. Pop up, pop up, make the ratchet pop up. Think you niggas could fuck with my clicker? Say, oh, no, no. How could he be better? Nigga could be never, oh, no, no. Fuck the building up. Promoter screaming out, oh, no, no. Until they shut us down and got every hood free. like, oh, no, no. What's the problem? Fuck you talking about, nigga. I got him. Watch how I rock him and I sock him. Out of 
space rated how I mess the spock I'm the copy your planet fuck it up like Saddam Batmobile whipping pulling up the Gotham Chamomile sipping counting blood with Blackman Gotta chill bitches now I beg your pardon your pardon your pardon Bitch what's the problem how we fuck shit up my nigga I got him Y'all niggas know that what we do is awesome You better off even purchase you a coffin You gon' thank me in the morning you know I keep shooting the gun barrel scorching Lay you the rest and spin the wheel of fortune Do shit that keep all of you niggas talking Bitch, what's the problem? Fuck you talking about, my nigga. I got him. Fuck shit up here and all the way to Scotland. And broke it, my way. There's no reason to pop him. And talk my shit clear while every speaker knocking. Motherfucker got him flocking. I talk to the streets to be my final calling. Walk and go sleep to be your final warning. Flip, 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 flip. Waka, flaka. Most you niggas really caca. And? Get the pass at me, my vodka. And? Bitch, you know I keep the chopper. And? Every single time I pop up. And? Papa make the ratchet pop up. Think you niggas could fuck with my click? I say, oh, no, no. How could he be better? Nigga could be never, oh, no, no. Fuck the building, the promoter screaming out, oh, no, no. Until they shut us down, they got every hood feeling like, oh, no, no.